0: Hello friends, welcome to episode number 21 of Starting to Know Business podcast with your host with your friend Ishu Singh. If you are listening to this podcast for the second time, third time or maybe more than that and if you haven't given me your feedback, your review on Apple or Stitcher, please try to give me your review because it's going to help me to improve a lot. Maybe you need some specific type of guest on this podcast, and I will try my best to bring those people on board, and I will ask the questions that you have in your mind so that you can learn. We both can learn, and we can grow from this podcast together. If you want to learn more about me, go to my website, isshusingh.com, dot You can go to YouTube as well, same channel name, Issue Singh. You can watch the videos there. Of course, you have this podcast, you can go back and listen to other previous episodes as well that I did with awesome guests. So in this episode, I thought I'm going to bring someone from the stock market, the, the person who knows the stock market in and out. So I was I was trying to find someone and I met Dan Raju. Dan Raju is a CEO and a founder of a platform known as Tradier. Tradier is a API-based system, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna talk less about API and technical aspects here because Dan will be able to explain us better in that regard. So, without further ado, let's welcome Dan. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the pod. Hey, Ishu. How are you doing? I'm pretty well. Thanks for coming here.
1: Oh, absolutely, I'm excited to be a part of the show. Thanks for uh,
0: thanks for having me in. A- Awesome. And then, uh, what is Tradier?
1: See, what, what Tradier is, is we are one of the most widely used brokerage APIs. And that's a technical way to describe it. What mm-hmm. we fundamentally do is we take capital markets, that is what all of us refer to as Wall Street or what, what we refer to as the stock market, and expose that in a way that people can get access to the markets from any place anywhere anytime so if you think about what we do in the most simplistic sense traditionally the way you could invest or the way the act of investing could be done was could be done only with a set of legacy brokers they have either mobile apps or websites and then you have to go to their apps and mobile websites and trade what we have done is that we have taken that legacy brokerage stack and have exposed that as easily consumable microservices that people can now build their own investing experiences. So, in in a way, we have unlocked the act of investing from the four walls of the brokerage firm into you can trade any place, anywhere, anytime. A simple use case could be, you know, uh, for example, if you want to provide the capability to to you know, for people to trade or interact or buy or sell or invest in the stock market, you could build that functionality within your own website or a mobile app without having to go ahead and, you know, become go through the entire you know brokerage creation process, infrastructure, licensing, connectivity, exchanges, clearing firms, market makers. You don't do anything of that. You just use our APIs Mm -hmm. and build the investing functionality. So we are very similar to what Stripe does. For online payments we do it for the online brokerage industry but in reality what we do is we have opened up wall street that is uh, locked inside the walls of a legacy broker to any place anywhere anytime so technically speaking you could just go today go to the trading website and start building an app today and provide the ability to trade from the app tomorrow morning if you were able to accomplish that so that's how simple we make it
0: mm-hmm. pretty awesome so it's like uh you were going to provide the API, and if I want to start any kind of app related with trading, I just leverage the power of your API and start building on top of that by doing business, right?
1: Yeah, and you can do it as an individual developer, a company, anybody. So in fact, what we do is we have taken what is considered to be an extremely complex Wall Street, an extremely complex, uh, what I call as brokerage stack, and have basically Exposed it to simple consumable services. Now anybody could build that. So you you could be a firm out of India, you know, mm. trying to offer trading in the U.S. stock market. You could be a simple charting, social, mobile, web, digital advice, and we support over two hundred and fifty plus companies right now. That way,
0: awesome, awesome. And what is the size of Trader at this time in terms of team or uh, clients or any number that you want to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, so from a size perspective, you know, we are from a so, you know, a lot of, we power a lot of what we call as active trading in the market. We power some of the most active traders in the market because those are the guys who are looking for that convenience and that flexibility. I mean, we we are in the top five um, U.S. brokers, particularly derivative brokers uh, on the retail side, number one. We today, like I was saying, we have more than what I call as 250 clients who actually go ahead and users as their brokerage infrastructure that includes some of the large you know, fortune 500 companies to some of the most innovative startups based out of Silicon Valley. We support all of that. Um, we process uh, to, today we process what we call as uh, you know, uh, a big percentage of the retail uh, options market number one. And lastly and most importantly is we are the de facto fabric on the internet where people are building investing apps in the market today. So we have achieved, we, the firm has grown uh, substantially over the last five years because it addresses a very simple need is that people want to deliver customizable investing experiences and there is no better way to do that than use somebody like us.
0: Well, this is fascinating. And are you the mind behind Tradier or you came up with, uh, with this idea with some partner?
1: Yeah, no, actually, you know, we uh, I did this with, with, with my, some of my best friends uh, in 2013 time frame. Uh-huh. Uh, my background is, you know, before, uh, before trade year, um, I was the CIO um, and also uh, was very really involved with, 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 with Trade King. Mm-hmm. What you see as Ally Invest right now is uh, what, what Trade King became. So Trade King got sold to Ally Bank and that's what became Ally Invest today. But I've been in the brokerage industry at this point of time for roughly around, it kind of looks like it's almost about 14 years. Um, before that, I was a CIO for a couple of large, uh, what I call as you know billion-dollar firms. So I come from a technology background. And somewhere in 2013, myself and a couple of my close friends, uh, Peter, Jason, Jayshree, um, all of us got together and we we felt like... The way brokerage services are being delivered uh, was very, very vertical and mm-hmm. kind of lacked purpose. And so we felt like that if we truly are all in the business of empowering retail investors or letting people invest the way they want, we need to basically provide an ability for them to get access to that functionality. So we we kind of flipped the brokerage model on its head and said, why should people just go to the large brokers and be able to trade? Um, just like why should you only go to one location and buy the goods you want? So we kind of felt like we should take the act of investing and unbundle it so that you could build that functionality in any place, anywhere, anytime. And the, the most important use case we solved was that traders get their ideas wherever they are. You're talking on a chat, you're reading a news, you're looking at a chart, you're doing your own analysis. And the past is to take all that functionality and they would type to either give the brokerage firm a call or put it on their website or walk into a brick and mortar office and place a trade, we kind of collapsed that wall and people started building the functionality to trade wherever. So you could be reading an article and click and trade and you're done. So, so that was the idea that we did was we felt like, you know, we had to unbundle this legacy uh, brokerage infrastructure in a way people can consume it. And that was the inception of the idea. So we have, we had a very good team of people who are in the brokerage industry, uh, very good technologists and so we, that combination got us in 2013 to launch the firm and it's been and, and, and uh, we never look back after that. So.
0: Mm-hmm. And Dan can I say that because uh, finding a co-founder is really hard and can I say that is that going to be your luck that you found the right teammates at the beginning stage?
1: Yeah I, I, I agree I think I, I think startups in general right startups in general are an act of passion than, are more of an act of passion and a belief in in something than, than a commercial endeavor, right? So I think human beings in general are looking and connecting with people that have the same passion. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, we, so some of the best companies and, you know, we can be considered tradier to have been a successful uh, endeavor for all of us is because I think the we, we found ourselves at the right place at the right time thinking about the same thing with the same amount of passion, I mean, and the passion was that you know the way brokerage services are being delivered was in, was is not at par with the way investors behave. So, and we wanted to change that. So we found I found myself very lucky to find um, um, my co-founders, and 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 you know without them the firm would just not have been created. I was the I was the wind behind enabling them. And they were the folks who made the day-to-day happen. I mean, They would, they build the product. Uh, we were the guys and myself and Jayshree, all, all four of us like, uh, locked ourselves in a room and then built the, and built uh, and, and uh, the business. So yeah, it's, 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 it's so I, I actually don't think, I always don't call it luck. I think passion leads us to people with similar passion and our passion got us to do this together. So,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay and then uh, what do you think about like uh, what does it take to build a world-class ca- technology company what is the ingredient that is bas- basic or i would say essential in order to build a world-class company
1: i see and, and i have i actually i've spoken about this in the past and, the, and, and i have a very interesting answer to this question
0: mm-hmm. i
1: think what i always say you know Uh, to build a world-class startup, you basically need three elements. Number one is that you need the problem you're solving to be simple, right? And so if you find a problem that has got it is complex to implement, but what it delivers as a solution is fairly simple, then you can build a world-class company around that. So what I mean by that is the solution that we create has to solve a problem for people um, where they think that the solution, the solution is so obvious. So I think uh, I always, I think you can always build a world-class company around that. Number one, number two is I I think what you need to build a world-class company around that is people who are willing to grind it out with you. You need people to grind it out day and night with you. And you can only do that if there is a passion behind it. So you need what I call as, simplicity. The second concept is that you need the grinders, the the folks who are willing to get into the grinding zone every day. And lastly, and most importantly, is you need people who don't drink their own Kool-Aid. You need people to be critical of what they do, and you need people to build an understanding of the market from a critical perspective. And then I think you always will get a closer touch of the market. So I think what I basically think is, uh, what I, what I, so I call, I call the three things as, you know, uh, the, the first one is find, find the, try to solve a problem that, uh, that is simple and obvious. Number mm-hmm. two is you need the grinders. And lastly, and, and lastly, and most importantly is you need people who are realistic. Um, in, 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 in in the way they approach problems. And I think if you get all this thing together, you are going to get a set of people who are going to be at the endeavor for a long amount of time, are going to grind it out and are going to pretty much cross every hurdle they face because I cannot imagine, I've been a serial entrepreneur all my life and you, you'll never be able to get past the, the rough phases until unless you have these three things going for
0: you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then if someone came up with the technology idea, like if they want to start a technology company after noticing something in their life or maybe uh, notice something in their work life or I would say that in their daily chores or something like that, and the person does not have the technology background but has money to get the MVP developed, so what should be the first step? Build the MVP or look for the co-founder in the technology area or try to raise the money just with the idea? How is this going to start? Like you mentioned that a team needs to be there, co-founder needs to be there, like, but all that depends on the money part. So no, it's,
1: it's, it's a great question. And, you know, I have
0: always been, I
1: personally have never been a fan of, you know, I mean, we have a certain sense that's going on in the market right now where sometimes money, the amount of money raised seems to be misunderstood as a level of success or symbol of, symbols of success, right? I've always been, as a grinder myself, I've always been the guy who's willing to grind it out. So to answer your question, if, 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 there, is a, if there is a person who, who's able to identify a gap in the market or is able to identify a problem that can be solved, and has a clear solution that he or she could implement. The first thing that I would do, the first thing that I would do is to basically find the right partner who who carries and understands that same vision. And it's not easy in most cases, but I think if there is a problem, there is somebody else who's also thinking about it. I always found this. So I think the first step I would do is to go ahead and find the right gap that you currently don't have as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, the, the gap that you have as an entrepreneur and that is if you're if you're purely a business person find a technology person if you're a technologist and have a business vision find a person who is well capitalized so i think you always have to know what you don't have and and you need to fill the gap up and last thing is i'm just never a fan of basically going ahead and it seems to happen quite a bit i have an idea let me raise money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but in most cases in in most cases um it never works out because at the end of the day you're going because one of the stuff that is forgotten is that it's not about the money. Investors add quite a bit of value, um, and so you once you're at a at a time where you have grinded yourself to uh, to a prototype, you're going to find a better investor who carries the same vision with you than looking for just an investor. So I I think trying to if you if you're trying to build a global uh, successful startup. The kind of investor is also an important criteria, and I think you're going to find better investors at a slightly later, uh, early stage company, where you have actually built the product and uh, and and actually and have a prototype running, than just first try to raise money. And I and I can tell you, I, I, I can tell you one thing that if 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 you don't have a clear path as mm. to how to create a prototype. Um, and have the ability to grind it out, you should just not do the startup. You need to commit yourself to saying, I know how to quantify the solution in a way people can touch and feel, and I know how to actually grind it out to do there. It requires a lot of commitment and a lot of dedication and a lot of time. But I think i would, I would generally not a big fan of people trying to raise money because in most cases, uh, the amount of time consumption and, and the kind of investor kind of never works out if you run for the money
0: Mm-hmm. and have you raised any money yet or is as is this has been just a, a self-funded journey so far
1: no i mean uh, we have we have raised i mean you know i've been fortunately or I, I've, I've had uh,
0: a successful career of of of,
1: of 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 being an entrepreneur so this is one of the skills that all of us possess mm-hmm. um, in this industry is to have the relationship with the venture communities and you know be able to have an ecosystem around us that that kind of believe in our ability to solve problems but yeah i mean we have so i've been i've been i've been in the you know venture assisted entrepreneurial life for a while but that being said at trade Year, we did i mean we raised uh, we, we raised uh, almost at this point of time less than 20 million dollars of capital external capital i am one of the larger investors at trade Year myself but yeah i mean we raised money but that but you have to look at um, you you have to look at funding as, um, as 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 being a source that accelerates what you're trying to do hmm. and not look at the funding to to solve uh, to purely solve the day to day problem of of keeping the business alive i think if you think of funding as if you think about funding at a time where you're trying to scale the firm hmm. i think that funding it it forces two things it lets the investors money be used for growth Um, And at the same time, it forces entrepreneurs like us to grind it out before we actually seek out our investment. Mm
0: -hmm. And Dan, what do you think like luck is important or what do you think the skill is important or knowledge? Why I'm again pointing out the luck, because it's going to be hard to find the like minded people as well. Like you go to hackathons, if you're looking for a CTO, go to hackathon, talk with the people about the problem. So the thing is, in some cases, if the person is not having full stack development knowledge, then you need to hire someone else from outside. Then then the person is not interested to spend money. So that, there comes a like-mindedness. So is this kind of a luck that you meet people or is this kind of your, like it just happens within your life, uh, there is no name called as luck or what do you think about it like is this a skills knowledge your network or luck that you meet people uh, the right people at the right time then you develop the right product at the right time to solve the right problem in the market so what do you think like what is what is the thing that it, because everybody like nowadays uh, if you ask right. someone what are you doing i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, start a startup so i'm right. trying to make an app so but not everybody gets succeed. So what is the thing that is missing or what is the thing that is essential in order to build a company? I know that you discussed a bit previously about the three points. but no, no, I agree.
1: It's, 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 I agree with you. See, I'll tell you, you know, I'll give you a little historical context about trade here, right? Sure. We have, see, we have become a successful startup uh, by any measure. And one of the levels of success that we have had was we did this in the most capital intensive market where we are the firm that has raised the least amount of capital Mm -hmm. has acquired the largest amount of customer consumer and market base with the least amount of capital. And have continued to grow with very minimal capital, right? So we kind of were able to pull off that stuff about, you know, raise as minimal amount of capital, uh, as possible and scale at the same time. So we are a profitable company. We basically have raised the least amount of capital and we and we have touched a market that's traditionally dominated by the large players. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you the reason for that. The reason for that is one simple thing, is alignment into, as to what our goals are. Everybody in the company, uh, my head of business development, Kevin, uh, my head of product, Peter, my, my CTO Jason, my head of operations Paul, um, and everybody, right? They are aligning and working towards the same goal. Now, why am I saying that? It is about how you get to meet people who basically are, are thinking and working with you, and and how do you find that right partner, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the reason we were able to find that is I see I I am just not a believer that that you know you're going to find partners out of luck. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that. I, that'll be a search to an endless nowhere. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anywhere because you'll be searching. And this whole idea that you know you're going to hear that you'll even go to the tech meetup groups, um, or you'll actually go to a hackathon and you'll find people. I mean, it happens, but that's like that's like you know betting on a lottery that, that and I and I could retire, right? That's like having a retirement strategy based on a lottery ticket, right? So, mm-hmm. but I think the best way to find those people who align with you. Is to what I call is extensive evangelism. Right? If you are a good evangelist for the cause, mm-hmm. you still need to put yourself out, and you need to first work your network, and then your broader network, and then your then people who you meet. But I think if you think of yourself as a person who, as a person who is basically evangelizing a cause, mm-hmm. that journey of evangelizing a cause is is the way of finding. The right partners, and that's what happened at at Tradier. when when the when, when we started the firm, we were able to put together an amazing team. I mean, what we believe we are the best team in the market, right? Mm-hmm. And for for example, we hired one of the smartest guys that I've ever met, uh, called Kevin um, Heiser, He runs our business development side, and we hired Paul, who runs our operations. Not because they're the founders of the firm, but that's because they 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 believed the fact that something like this is going to change the way the world uh, in this case, the brokerage industry functions. So I think the best way to find the right partners for, for your endeavor is you need to think of yourself as an evangelist um, who's actually working on a cause, and the relentless pursuit of that evangelism is going to find you. I think some of the best entrepreneurs that I've met um, hmm. are all great evangelists. So I think I've used evangelism as an instrument to find great partners. I I just don't think, you know, just going and participating in hackathons and having side chats with people at meetup groups or in this is is is, is 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 a pursuit. I, I would not waste my time on that endless pursuit and you'll never find the right person.
0: True. I've seen in most cases, like people ask, OK, what are you trying to do? They listen to you and that's it. Game over. They don't come back to you or. So it's like a time wastage because uh, like I've seen that myself, I've asked people as well, like the advice that you get from the market is, yeah, so go to hackathon if you're looking for a CTO, uh, try to find people. So now there are websites available as well in order to find the co-founders people are not looking for the co-founder people are trying to scout for the ideas okay what other person is doing I want to <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there is a negative part as well so <laughs> and then uh, what do you think about it like when you started the venture when you st- came into the venture world like when you started your startup first startup not even tradier, talking about the first one that you ever started so how was how was the how was the journey like okay you you were studying or you thought of doing something um, I'm just I'm just picking up the point okay what it takes to take that next step because not everybody is from the business background their families are not having right. business backgrounds they're more kind of um, scared okay what's gonna happen if the business will fail they are just scared of taking the next step what do you think like what was what was going on in your mind at that time when you started or You are from the business background. Your family is having the business already.
1: No, I think you raised, I mean, an issue, and you know this well, you know, particularly folks like me who come from the Indian culture, right, where, you know, all of us have come from, you know, uh, reasonably uh, humble backgrounds, right? Mm -hmm. So we all, we we get up in the morning and, and our parents have, you know, pretty much led their life on how to make sure that, you know, The uh, that we are keeping the uh, we are keeping our expenses tight and and in the right direction as a family. So we're used to this whole idea that you know do a job, you know get through a good education, do a job, make sure you actually get to a certain threshold that you are protected, your family's protected financially, and then hey, after that, you know you can try something new, right? But the problem is by the time we all get to that stage. We are so late in our lives that it's, it's that then it's not it's not even worth basically taking a risk. Hmm. So and for me the way I always looked at it, uh, my first company I started um, was in uh, 1998, right? That's a few years after I came to the US. Hmm. And 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 I, and I think and you know did well. I'll tell you, I did well. Um, eventually made, made made sure did well reasonably well. Um, didn't lose money. So it's a great thing. And, but most importantly, I, I, what I did was I actually made so many mistakes. And so that really, really helped me. I had a longer list of things after that first endeavor of what I did wrong than what I did right. So I think it was a great learning experience. So I think the way then I like, I think the way entrepreneurs need to look at um, starting companies and, 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 you know, and, and it it even more applies, for people come from an Asian background, like I do, Hmm. I think the way to think about this is this way is I always come back to this. And that is, I am going to go ahead and commit myself for a fixed period of time. Like whether it is six months, eight months, one year, whatever it is, I'm going to make sure that my family is protected, my life is protected, and I'm going to commit myself 150%. Hmm. And I'm going to put, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to create a set of what I call as success factors if i achieve that i'm in otherwise i'm out i think if you can break the problem into a very time bound capsule of evaluating yourself i mm-hmm. think if you you just don't get lost into this unending risk of you know of manipulating your your brain between i if i become too successful to if i become a total failure so and that oscillation uh, in our heads eats up so much time so what i was able to do at that stage and i just finished my master's, and uh, I, had, I, you know, I did my first job for a, for a big consulting firm, but I told myself, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give everything I've got in, in terms of time and, and, and a little bit of, of money, and I'm, going to, and I'm going to time capsule and measure my success. I think that's I, I it worked for me. It mm-hmm. really, really worked for me because I was able to define what I was doing to my friends and family. Mm-hmm. I was able to define it for myself. And I was working on a deadline. I'll tell you, if you have the entrepreneurial spirit in you, being against the wall is the best thing that can happen to you because you're going to create magic at that time. So I think my, 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 my suggestion for folks who are contemplating, I've got this amazing idea. I want to pursue it. Um, I think there is a market for it. Um, is to just time capsule your, 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 your endeavor. I think, the worst thing you can do is just keep on thinking about it every day. You know, be proud of the fact that you have identified this gap mm-hmm. and that's all there is to it. You keep on going to the fact that I have this amazing idea. You talk to friends and family about it. They'll all tell you it's a good idea. Okay, so when are you starting a firm? I'm looking at it. I'm thinking whether, I'm to, whether, whether I have to quit my job or not. And, you, and once again, you're evaluating it every day. That question of making a full-fledged jump and it never happens because you're not able to define what your participation is. It so my my always I say this all the time is if you can time capsule your or or you can actually enclose what you're going to do um and are able to measure the success, you'll able to make a, you'll be able to make a jump. And I've said this to so many entrepreneurs. In fact, I was speaking uh, in India a couple of uh, last year to entrepreneurs and this is exactly what I said. You know. And I think in the Western cultures there is a lot a lot more, you know, family reinforcement to take that risk. But people come coming from us where, you know, our our job is the way we mitigate risk and how do you get out of that job for a short period of time. The way I learned to manage that is to actually cap my risk. And if you cap your risk, then you're committed to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Dan worse examples as well. Like someone started the e-commerce business and that person told um his or her friends okay this is happening and they stopped buying from that particular brand because they came to know that this is his brand or his (laughs) company (laughs) there you go people are jealous nowadays as well like yeah they see that okay it's not everybody's supportive like now time is different like you meet not now like even in life like it doesn't matter what time you are in like it depends like what kind of people you meet in life. And some people will motivate you or push you so much that you, you can become so successful. Like I've I've seen positive examples as well. Like people succeeded just with their friends and families. They supported them. Like if wherever the money was required, they put in the money. And wherever the connections were required, they put in the connections. They So like it, it's, it's just a matter of the time and meeting the right person at the right time also makes a lot of impact and uh, where the journey will take you and uh, yeah, I'll,
1: I'll i'll tell you one thing in the, on on, the, on that 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 that, that uh, there's a reason why i'm laughing to what you are yeah. saying but I, it, it, it it is so true and i think and I, some part of uh, some part of that is I, some, some part of that is i think um i think there 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 is i think particularly um, i mean there is actually almost a, a hyped up euphoria mm-hmm. about entrepreneurship, particularly um, in particularly these days when there is an assumption that there is a lot of capital available. Hmm. There is an assumption that there is an easy path to success. And there is an assumption that, you know, there is an assumption of a social status of having, of, 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 of being involved in a startup. All that is great if all that is true. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think but, but the reality is the answer is somewhere at, at, at the reality baseline is somewhere lower than what you think. So I think, I, I think we as entrepreneurs who have been through the journey, carry a responsibility to always be real, right. And and not basically be a part of that hype. So we're just feeding the wrong feedback to the next generation. I think there is some element of that. And I, and I think what, what we need to teach entrepreneurs in general, and, and I, teach ourselves every day is that like one key word right hmm. and that is resilience right it it, it it is it is that you are going to go through handling rejections right mm-hmm. you are going to go through the phases of total burnout you're going through the phase of where you think you don't have a lot of focus you will you will be feeling that you have not made a lot of success right hmm. and you'll go through the process of searching for easy wins and there and you'll find that there are no easy wins I think if we need to basically educate people on the fact that you need to be resilient, and I think if you, then then I think you're going to get the right combination of entrepreneurs uh, who, will up, who will who will
0: who will come into the market. True, and Dan, I learned a lot from you today. I learned a ton. And uh, where can we learn more about you and your business if someone wants to get in touch? Um,
1: see, the best way to learn about what we do at Tradier is just to go to
0: um, www.tradier.com
1: there is basically an about us page uh, where you can see the profile of the founders. Um, you can always search for me on LinkedIn and I blog at blog.tradier.com on a weekly basis. Um, and I think there are quite a few of my uh, content and interviews of, uh, on, on, on a bunch of premier content uh, and news platforms on, out on the internet. But yeah, I mean the best way to learn about Tradier and why and how we've been successful in the market and what we are doing is to go to tradier.com. And if you could just uh, go to the about us page and you know about the founders and happy to connect with anybody who wants to learn more on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming to the pod today. Thank you. It means a lot.
1: Thank you, Isha. I really enjoyed it and best of luck with everything you're doing.